Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally Ann with you. I just thought it was time to take a pause and allow us to revisit how mindful we are being in 2024. We're well into the year now and I thought it was timely just to say, hey, let's just take a pause and let's see if we can become more mindful so we can have more space in our mind and in our day. Whilst mindfulness is a foundation practice of Buddhism and Hinduism, it has influenced traditional medicine practices as well, such as Ayurveda from India and traditional Chinese medicine. And mindfulness was introduced into Western psychology by John Kabat-Zinn in the 1970s. And mindfulness is simply about focusing your attention on the current moment, being aware of the purpose of your focus, of your thoughts or your actions, and being compassionate about what you observe. And mindfulness is important because it calms the mind and increases our clarity and confidence in our decision making. By settling our mind, that is by minimizing the distraction caused by our thoughts and emotions, we do create that much needed space in our mind. And as I said earlier, in each 24 hours, our mind naturally creates thoughts. And when we place our attention onto these thoughts, we create stories. Now, these stories might be useful when they assist in planning for an event or an activity, but some of the stories generate strong emotions which actually destabilize and reduce our ability to make clear and confident choices. So how do we go about introducing mindfulness into our day? The first step about becoming more mindful is to become aware of the traffic, all those voices, thoughts, beliefs and emotions in your mind. And I still remember my first formal seated meditation with an experienced Buddhist practitioner. And I seriously was overwhelmed by what was going on in my own mind. All of the conflict and contradiction of my thoughts because we just sat and observed what was going on. We didn't try to actually do a mindfulness meditation as in focus on something else. So it made me realize that how can I really make the best decision in this moment in time, whether it's about what I want to eat, what I want to wear, what do I want to do for my work, how I should handle a difficult conversation, because my mind seriously had all of these thoughts like ping pong balls bouncing backwards and forwards. So what a mindfulness meditation actually helps us to do is choose to focus our attention onto something just to allow the calmness to come. 
And often the object of choice is the pattern of our breathing. We focus on the in-breath and the out-breath. It doesn't mean that those distracting voices, thoughts, beliefs and emotions in our head go away, but they become less demanding. They weaken in strength in many ways. As our strength increases or our fitness increases, to be able to focus on what we really want to focus on. Our voices in our mind might distract our attentions to our thoughts or feelings of discomfort in the body. And this is why it's really good at the beginning of a formal or seated meditation that you actually do a body scan just to notice the short shoulder or the stiff knee or the numb foot because we know that they're there and we can just acknowledge them but also know that these sensations will pass. And that's one of the biggest strengths of mindfulness practices is really understanding that no matter what we're thinking or believing, those thoughts and beliefs will actually pass by just as the sensation of a sore foot or a numb foot that will pass as well. And as I said, whilst the mind naturally generates thoughts and ideas, mindfulness allows us to direct our attention to where we choose. Since mindfulness meditation was introduced into the West, there's been a lot of research trying to understand how it works and what the benefits are from being mindful and practicing mindfulness meditation. From a Buddhist perspective, being mindful supports our happiness through a calm and compassionate mind because our mind directs our thoughts, speech and actions. And you may have heard me talk about this in relation to our food choices with mindful eating. When we're mindful of our thoughts, speech and actions, we give ourselves the choice, the opportunity to decide whether these thoughts are directing us to something that's harmful to ourselves or others. Mindfulness is definitely something that benefits everyone. We can all learn to do it. And you do not have to belong to a particular religious group to practice mindfulness. As I said, it's something that we can all learn with practice and patience. Some of the benefits of mindfulness that are reported in the scientific literature include an increased self-awareness of our thoughts and actions. And when I talk about mindful eating, it's like I say to you, if we don't know what's behind our patterns of eating, it's very difficult to find the right solution. Mindfulness definitely improves focus and concentration and it decreases our stress and our reactions to negative thoughts and feelings. We feel more compassionate towards ourselves and others, which means we're more tolerant, we're more patient and kind. We also have an increased ability to introduce healthy eating and lifestyle choices. And there is a direct benefit to our blood pressure. The regular practice of meditation does reduce our blood pressure. So when I talk about practicing mindfulness, 
It is something that can be done at any time of the day. And whilst a more formal meditation practice is very beneficial, taking short pauses throughout our day allows our mind and body to settle. And I'm going to share with you three meditation techniques that I have found work really well for myself and also my clients. And I like this practice of mindfulness to be able to sense the storm coming before it actually hits you. And I watch my horse chit chat and she definitely knows when the rain's coming. She also knows that whether it's going to be a short shower or a long heavy rainfall because she will either move into her shelter or stay outdoors. I'm not sure if mindfulness can get us uh, to that level of attunement with nature, but it can certainly help us to develop an internal barometer to gauge how we're managing our stress, our emotions, and our energy levels. And when we can tune into this barometer, we can then mindfully choose the most appropriate activities to help us reattain our sense of balance and calm. The first one I call on a lot and is very popular for my clients as well is abdominal breathing. And there are two major types of breathing patterns, chest and abdominal. Abdominal breathing is the preferred type as it allows us to inhale or take in and exhale or expel more air compared to chest breathing. So by placing your hands gently on your stomach, you will soon know how you breathe. In abdominal breathing, your stomach rises on the in-breath and lowers with the out-breath. And during the breath cycle, your chest does expand on the in-breath, but not as noticeably if you're just chest breathing. So in chest breathing, your chest rises and falls during the breath cycle, but the breaths are shorter and shallower compared to abdominal breathing. And Eastern practitioners encourage the placing of your hands on your stomach whilst you're focusing on the breath as it draws energy to the Dantian, the energy center of the body. And this can help us feel more centered and calm. One simple practice is taking 10 deep breaths. And you can do this anywhere. You can do it seated, standing, on a train, in the queue, while you're stopped in heavy traffic. You can just do it anywhere. You can even do it lying down as well. And it's bringing your attention to your breathing pattern, as I just explained, and focusing on your inhalation and exhalation. And just checking that you are breathing with your abdominal muscles, not so much your chest. And the abdominal breathing method allows the breath cycle to lengthen. And this has an additional calming effect as well. You may choose to count while you're focusing on the exhalation or the inhalation, whichever feels most natural to you. You might find that counting backwards from 10 to 1 will give you a much more grounding and calming effect as well. So you can do this 
at any time. You don't have to wait until you're feeling stressed. You could perhaps just say to yourself, okay, three times a day, I'm going to sit and do 10 focused abdominal breaths. But if you find at any time when you're doing a breathing practice that your mind wanders onto your thoughts or external distractions such as sounds, then just patiently take your attention back to the breath. And the third practice that I love to do, especially in nature, is a walking meditation. And walking with mindfulness has a beautiful grounding effect. It just requires you to focus on your foot touching the ground. And the aim is to notice the sensation of each step. And ideally, this activity is done outdoors on grass or sand where you can safely walk barefoot. In traditional Chinese medicine, the spleen meridian runs through our big toe. And the spleen energy is very much supportive of the digestive process. So from an Eastern perspective, we need to be grounded for digestion to be complete. So this is an additional benefit of this meditation. Having said that, a number of my clients who are very busy women find that if they can just sit and do 10 deep breaths before a meal, that's enough just to calm them down and then they can focus on mindful eating. So today I've just shared a few of my favorite mindfulness-based activities because they are effective and you can do them anywhere without being noticed. And by choosing to focus our attention on either the breath or our feet as we're walking, our mind becomes more relaxed. And this quiet space allows us to reappraise the current pressures of life and form a more balanced perspective. Have fun with these techniques and be patient with yourself as you gradually improve your focus. And next week we have a special podcast. I'm going to be sharing one of my favorite mindfulness meditations. So I trust you have enjoyed this episode and if you have, please share it on your social media pages and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. And if you would like to be part of a supportive community, one that's focused on living and eating mindfully, then you're most welcome to join our free and private community for women on Facebook. I have provided the link to join with this episode's notes. Wishing you a mindful day or evening ahead. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If you are looking for additional support to enjoy a lifelong way of healthier eating, then join our private community for women on Facebook. I have included the link to join in this episode's notes.